Welcome to Inside New Mexico. I'm Derek Underhill, and I'm talking with the chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, former congressman of the 2nd Congressional District, Steve Pierce. Steve, I have to ask, we started out red, yellow, green. Now turquoise has been added. So just when we thought if we got to green, the next step would be everything opens. Now we've got another layer. And you ran for governor, so I'd be real curious to get your thoughts on where we would be now in a Pierce administration. Well, Derek, I think that's a great question and probably the essential question. I just would have very closely mirrored what they've done in South Dakota. It would have warned people what the risks are. And there has never been a great risk with our young people. So the schools would have never closed. I tell you, I was just visiting with a couple of doctors over in Lubbock and they took the lead nationwide on this ivermectin. It's actually a worm medicine for animals. But in a lot of the rest of the world, they've used it to combat flu and a lot of peer review, a lot of scientific studies coming from the rest of the world, a lot of them. And they all were declaring how that the ivermectin was working tremendously well to block the COVID strain. And he had a very scientific explanation why it uh, works that way. So they in Lubbock at one of the main hospitals have been using ivermectin, this drug that typically is only available from veterinarians. And it's about $5 a dose instead of the thousands of dollars that the medicines are that they're giving COVID patients. They've tried people who they had given up for almost not going to make it. And it cured them up within a day or two. And so we've had this tremendous solution right at our hands. But the big pharmaceutical companies, they wanted the revenue off of developing all these new vaccines. And it looks like that we could have done something with medicines that already existed around the world, and we could have stopped this thing in its tracks. So having shut down the nation's economy, gone from one of the most robust economies ever to the high unemployment rates is almost nonsensical at this point. And so that's what we would be doing. We'd let people social distance if they want to. We would treat the people who are sick. We'd be giving warnings to the people who are most at risk, but we would be living our lives. I think that New Mexico would be in great shape if we had done that. Let's talk about the stimulus bill that's being passed, or by the time this is broadcast, I guess will have probably been passed. How much of that is actually going to be a stimulus for people affected by COVID-19? Actually going to be very little of that going to the people. $1.9 trillion. And again, the big medical companies are going to get a lot of that money. They're going to supposedly do more research on how to stop the COVID. And, and like I said, the doctors over in Lubbock, Texas, that's not just a small out of the way place. Got one of the most progressive medical communities in the country. And we know a very positive cure for it and at a very inexpensive price. Yet we're going to put tens and hundreds of billions of dollars more into that. We've got just payouts for different people, different corporations. It's all in all just paying off the people who have supported the Democrats. The unions are going to get a lot of money in it. The states that have been poorly managed by Democrats and are facing bankruptcy, they're getting a lot of money in the bill. And the people rebuilding the economy, watching and making sure we're not spending more than we can pay back, all of that's out the window. This new progressive idea that we can borrow until we just don't want to borrow anymore is fully in play right now. I will tell you that we will see inflation and we will see inflation very quickly. That's where the purchasing power of the dollar you got in your pocket is worth less every day. I've seen heavy, heavy inflation in other countries and it's always the people who work hardest in life to just try to get by, send their kids to school, just live life correctly. They're the ones that get punished the most. 
retirees will be punished more under inflation because they will have earned retirements with the dollars worth one value. Those dollars will not go as far when uh, inflation starts. So inflation is very tough on those who are just barely getting by. As we work our way through our legislative session here in New Mexico, are there any bills that you are saying to yourself, that's a good idea, that's something we should do? Well, something that we tried when I was in Congress was uh, just educating people about economics. We had financial literacy classes for voters, but we also, my wife and I, at one point sponsored a class for local high schoolers. Kids under the age of 18 spend around 5 or $6 billion a year They don't really know the basics of money and what it's worth. So these financial literacy classes will just explain their paycheck, explain what insurance is and what different kinds of insurance they are. It explained the back of the paycheck. When you uh, get your paycheck, you have a paycheck stub that deducts money out of your paycheck for taxes, for unemployment insurance, both state and federal. And all of those things come out of your pay before you ever get to see it. People don't know exactly what it is. And so we had a class teaching that. I believe that's a wonderful idea. If people knew the value of money, they wouldn't be letting our government put us so far in debt because they know eventually that money's got to be paid back. I'd like to see them teach uh, interest. So, you know, they talk about limiting these payday loan companies. If people started asking, well, how much is this loan going to cost me? That would create in a free market competition. You'd go to a place that had lower interest, but people don't know to ask. So I, I they don't think know that, to ask. Yeah. And so that basic financial literacy, the basic economics are something that we should be teaching in our high schools and, and in all of our schools. I think there's an apprenticeship program that I would strongly support. We need everyday workers. We need plumbers. We need people who nail nails for building houses. We need people who lay roofs on just the common everyday worker is uh, just greatly prized in America today because we can't find enough. Truck driving is another skill that we could teach. So those apprenticeship programs where people don't feel like they can't make a living if they don't go to college. The truth is a lot of college-educated people make less than truck drivers. They make less than plumbers. And so let's teach the skills to kids who don't want to go to college. What about the bill that would eliminate Social Security tax in New Mexico for people making under a certain amount. Yeah, I absolutely would support that. Uh, We drive retirees out of New Mexico because we tax their Social Security receipts. We're one of the few states that does it. So again, that bill would make sense. But I will tell you, it's never going to see the light of day because the folks there that are passing bills, they're desperate to figure out where the money is going to come from if they shut the oil and gas industry down, which they are planning on doing. I just think that they're never going to pass a bill like that. Yeah, and just like the one that would limit the governor, not just this governor, but any governor, a health order could only go, I think it was originally 60 days, and then they changed it to 90 days. Even if that passes, I don't believe our governor would sign that. I don't believe she would, but again, it would be a good bill. I don't care who's pushing that. But the idea of shared three branches of government, that is the legislature, the governor, and then the courts, Those are the foundations on which our country was built, the right of one branch of government to be a check and balance against another branch is something that is built into our our DNA as a country. 
And if we would go to that strengthening of the legislature, taking away some of the power of the governor, this state would be much different. Thank you, Steve. As chairman of our Republican Party, Steve Pierce speaks about Republican values around the state and on a lot of local radio stations throughout the state. We will hear a couple of those interviews coming up in just a moment on Inside New Mexico. National Guard and Reserve members are true leaders, both in the military and in the workplace. They are highly skilled and get the job done every day. Employer support of the Guard and Reserve, ESGR, can help you recruit top-notch service members to your workforce. Hiring Guard and Reserve members is good for your business and good for your community. Visit esgr.mil employers to learn more. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico. As part of the job of chairman of our Republican Party of New Mexico, Steve Pierce has made a point of going on any radio station that will have him. Last week, he did a couple of interviews around the state. First, we'll listen to Steve with Brandon Vote on New Mexico's most listened to radio station, News Radio 96.3 KKOB in Albuquerque. Steve Pierce with us uh, tonight. And, and Steve, uh, did you get a chance to hear any of the, the confirmation hearings with uh, Deb Haaland as Interior Secretary? And uh, what was your kind of your impressions if you did? And it looks like she's probably going to get confirmed as uh, Joe Manchin has signaled that that he would uh, vote for her, her confirmation. But uh, what do you think uh, of these hearings here and kind of what Deb Haaland stands for being kind of the Secretary of the Interior and waiting right now? Well, I tell you, I uh, had to read the transcripts and was not able to listen to the actual hearings, but the transcripts are very straightforward. And, I mean, I was stunned that she would answer questions like, uh, I'd like to know the answer to that myself. These are, are very key policy questions that she was getting, and they weren't very complex. And then she said, well, I, I'll get back to you on that, or, yeah, there's a lot of division on that question. And so I thought that it was just a softball hearing, which means they're going to go ahead and confirm her. The word I'm getting out of Washington is going to be a very quick confirmation and not much pushback. The Republicans alone can't stop her. So when Manchin signed on, that was just about a guarantee that she's going to be confirmed. And there's still big questions. She has been very, very much opposed to oil and gas on federal lands. That's exactly what the job of the interior is about. And it's a major, major piece of the Interior Department oversight. I know people who have been in that agency. We worked with the agency during my time in Congress, and they can do devastating things for New Mexico if she just doesn't hold a line against her party. And from all views, she's not going to hold that line. So yeah. I worry for the state. Yeah, this, this was my favorite part of the, the hearing, Steve. I was caring about the bears. Yeah. She cares about the bears. That's what we got from Deb Howell. Yeah. yeah. Um, yep. it's, uh, and you can take care of the bears with the stroke of the pen. Just uh, we're going to protect the bears. But uh, the oil and gas, just one stroke of the pen the other direction can destroy the industry of New Mexico. The idea of limiting permits, the idea of not selling the leases, those are two devastating things for New Mexico. If Texas weren't right next door to us, if the rigs in Carlsbad and the rigs in Eddy County and Lee County couldn't move, just a couple of miles and be in Texas. Texas doesn't have the federal land ownership question. If that weren't the case, then we'd be a little bit secure. But the most of the production that goes on here, most of the drilling in New Mexico, 
they can get the same oil drilling on the Texas side. And so New Mexico will lose out on the jobs yeah. and lose out on the tax base, the revenue. It's, it can be devastating. Mm. Just one stroke of her pen. Joe Biden has already done it in an executive order, but she can make it more permanent with her positions as the secretary. Yeah, yeah. And Steve, uh, kind of on a statewide basis, we're about halfway through with the uh, the legislative session. What are some of the bills that, that you're keeping an eye on here? Well, we've got the tremendously important election security bill that started out that was uh, had some deep questions in it, 23 pages. Now then, the committee substitute is up over 121 pages. The Democrats don't actually publish that until after the vote, so you have to be kind of an insider to even get a copy of the changes they made. That was a Republican bill trying to make it easier for county clerks to supervise the elections. So it looks like that's been hijacked. The anti-life bill mm-hmm. that, that passed that allows abortion up to the day of the birth and then also keeps doctors from opting out of abortions for religious or moral reasons. That's going to drive doctors out of the state. Senator Gay Kernan had a very good, her debate on the floor was very strong on that. Her husband is a physician and they're talking about that people are not going to just do abortions if they think they're wrong. They're just going to leave the state. Now you're talking about less access to medical care for all of us. It's just a very unproductive bill. I still worry how they're going to balance the budget. They've got to have a budget balance by the time they end the session. That means tax increases because oil and gas is still struggling. I'm here in it every day. I will just tell you that our revenues are going to continue to be down until people feel like they can invest in New Mexico and get their investment back. Yeah. Steve, one last question. Um, CPAC started today, the Conservative Political Action Committee, their yearly yearly event, and uh, Donald Trump is going to be the keynote speaker. Do you think it's a wise move for him to do this so quickly? Well, you know, he's pretty unorthodox, and, and he, he seems to make things work. I think that there were a lot of questions about whether or not he was going to form his own party. You saw that a lot in the press. Mm. Nothing going and reassuring the Republicans that he's going to be there as a member of the party, that he's going to be supporting our candidates. I think that's very powerful, and I think that it answers a lot of questions for a lot of people. Is he going to be involved or start his own party? I think it's a reassurance that we're here we love this country, and we're going to fight for the country. I think that's what his message is going to be. Yeah, if he starts his own party, it'd be devastating. <laughs> yeah, it'd be devastating because yeah. he, he has a very strong following, and they're passionate followers. That's the reason we were able to knock a million doors and make 2.1 million phone calls over the last year is that his followers believed enough to get out and, and hustle with us mm. and work uh, volunteer. And so that's what he brings to it. You just never have in no one's lifetime. Have they seen these crowds of 15, 16, 25,000, 35,000, a million people trying to get in and see him at some event? Uh, you just haven't ever seen that before. And yeah. so that enthusiasm is a very powerful force in politics and has to be dealt with. And yeah. So I think uh, get him out there and let him speak. Steve Pierce there talking with Brandon Vote on News Radio 96.3 KKOB in Albuquerque. Now we switch to KRSY in Alamogordo as Steve talks with Mike Shinneberry. I know we've had this conversation many times, how someone gets elected to office, they hold up their hand, they put their other hand on the Bible, usually, and say, I'll uphold the Constitution of the United States, I'll uphold the Constitution of my state. And then they immediately set about violating that oath of office, which means when they took it, they lied. And specifically, specifically, uh, gun control issues that are going on in 
Santa Fe right now in Washington, which basically the end result is it makes criminals out of law-abiding people. Yeah, it uh, transitions us all into being opponents of the government, and that's not where we should be. When you criminalize normal and legal behavior, then what you're doing is empowering a group of people who live outside the law. And these, again, are going to be very troublesome days for us. When you are defunding police, which is what the Democrats are calling for, and so the police are, are being relegated to a role that in many areas that is not protecting of the citizens, then the only protection you've got is if you have your own weapon and you can protect your family. And that's what's being questioned here is our ability to protect our family. Even in normal times, much of rural New Mexico, law enforcement was usually an hour away. I mean, if you're in the north or the far, far west area of Lee County, you're a long way away from where the sheriff's office is, and something happens, you better be willing to, and able to take care of yourself. That's what they're removing, is that ability to take care of yourself. Even if you're in Alamogordo and somebody starts breaking into your home, you're not going to have 30 minutes or 15 minutes for the police to get there. You have to protect your family right then, and the idea that we're going to do away with guns and therefore do away with violence is just, again, sadly mistaken. That's Steve Pierce and Mike Shinneberry on KRSY in Alamogordo. Coming up in a moment on Inside New Mexico, we'll be talking to Lance Gardner. He wants to make some great barbecue in Alamogordo, but is having some trouble. We'll find out what it's all about next. On behalf of the New Mexico Department of Health, take COVID-19 precautions. Wash your hands frequently for 20 seconds. Don't touch your face. Use a tissue or your elbow to catch your sneeze or cough. Avoid large gatherings and close contact with sick people, especially if you are elderly or high risk. If you have a cough, fever, or shortness of breath, stay home from work or school. Do not go to the ER or doctor's office without first calling the coronavirus hotline. And avoid all unnecessary out-of-state travel. Help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Welcome back to Inside New Mexico. With me on the telephone is Lance Gardner in Alamogordo. From what I understand, he makes some great barbecue. Lance, welcome to Inside New Mexico. How you doing today, man? I'm doing okay, and I appreciate you coming on and telling us your story, because like you, so many New Mexicans are having the same problem, trying to keep a business going. Tell me a little bit about your business and, and your barbecue. My business started probably about four years ago here through Florida. I was doing a barbecue in Florida, but I came down here to uh, be with my father. Me and my father were supposed to run a business together. And, uh, you know, unbeknownst to me, he uh, passed away from intestinal cancer, and I didn't get here on time to uh, send him off properly. So long story short, I started out here and just with a little grill of what I had in Florida. And, you know, from that, it it blossomed a pretty good uh, barbecue business. So, as I understand it now, you have a trailer, or a, like a truck-type barbecue place. It's not a brick-and-mortar restaurant? No, not at all, man. It, it would have been a brick-and-mortar, but it's, that, that kind of got stopped due to the uh, environmental department's agreeing somehow I do that. Tell us the story. You tried to open a regular restaurant and trying to be a good citizen. You go, you want to get your permits. So, what did they do? What What happened? individual i can't say any names we had priors to being open or even trying to attempt to uh have a have a uh restaurant long story short i, I went through the the gamut of going through restaurant to restaurant seeing what they had in there and, and you know and 
come to me being in a little trailer, you couldn't do those things that were in that restaurant. And I, I didn't understand why, you know, but I just kept going and going in pain. But at that time, you couldn't really do much on the street. You can only do a certain amount of, of events, right? And I didn't want much, just two days and out of the week. And then I grew from that. Just, you know, I had a major following on Facebook. And then I felt like I could own the business. I could really just, you know, go get a restaurant. And we went about the things of going to get everything for the restaurant. Long story short, we got everything we needed to have in the restaurant because it wasn't going to be such as a... Uh, a restaurant, say I would have, you know, a fryer in the back or anything. I wouldn't have any cooking equipment, if you understand what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Okay. It would just be a shelf for people to come sit down in. Okay. To sit down, all I would need, would, you know, would be a, a place for them to wash their hands. Right. Okay. I had an opportunity, a big time opportunity to own a, a historical monument. You couldn't go into the walls, if you know what I mean, and try to do plumbing that wasn't already there because it's a historical monument. Right. Okay, and this was clear, you know, that I thought it was clear. And I know he knows it's clear because they have to go into these buildings and inspect these buildings, okay? We get in there to get the inspection done, uh, the, the pre-inspection, and he's just, you know, it's like in, we're just in total disagreement, And it's just like I don't understand how much more do I need to do. And it's like, okay, I, I, I do everything I can do, and it's just I got a grand opening coming up in a month, you know, and I'm already in this building paying for this building that I can't be in, right? And I'm, I'm trying to push for this grand opening to happen. And no, I got a whole book of uh, little tedious things that I got to get done with this building that I can't really, you know, transform into a modern uh, building, if you understand what I'm saying. Yeah, you can't meet code because uh, the building can't be modified because it's a historical Correct. monument. Yeah. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying. So oh, yeah. The way it goes, I'm kind of stepping on anybody's toes. I can't go into their building. I'm still paying on this building. And I'm not going to go into the building anyway. It's a historical monument, for crying out loud. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. what do you want me to do? So I'm kind of just sitting here paying for this building, and, you know, long story short, I lost that building. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I, I had to lose that building, and maybe it's a blessing and a curse, but COVID hit right after that kind, of, and I didn't have a drive through You know what I mean? So it, it, it maybe it was a good thing that happened, but at that time, it really hurt me, man. I lost about forty grand on that building. I was gonna, just going to ask you how much you spent in not just the building, but uh, if there were fees you paid that never panned out because you couldn't get your yeah, permit. Right. And then, yes, on top of that, just, just my name, period, with the people that own the building. And they were good enough people to try to get me, you know, some type of voice to, you can't just, just shut us out like that. You know what I mean? You should just walk us through. If we have that much at stake and we're trying to, like, build up our community, we're trying to build up this, this state like that, then it should be some type of, a little bit more you know, caring instead of just giving me this big, long book to just, okay, we need to have this and this and that. And then I get that. And then we just, uh, we're just not up to code right now. You're not just going to go through this. Yeah. They didn't seem like they were trying to help you from what it sounds like. They did almost it, like yeah, they didn't want you to do it. It, it. Yeah, you're right. It's help, but it's not help. If you understand what I'm saying, it's, 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 it's yeah. kind of wild, man. It's, I can't really explain it. You can read a book, right? And, but until you're really going through it with I'm a more touch-feel type of person. Maybe that's the problem with me. The only way I've been able to operate is to just get, you know, just temporaries. And that kind of keeps, you know, everything kind of copacetic. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'll, I've paid, I've paid my, my way, sort of. You know, in, in my mind, that's, that's the way it makes me feel. So I'm just like, okay, I've been doing this for four years now. And you know what I mean? So I, I pretty much know what I'm doing. I haven't gotten anybody sick. I haven't, you know, but... All in all, you still have to go through them to, to get open. And it's, 
he can be a stickler or she can be a stickler. Whoever's in the office at the time can be pretty much whatever they want to be, and you're not going to be open. That's the bottom line. To sum it up, you were willing to follow the rules. They just right. wouldn't let you. Right. I didn't get a chance to. It's just like, oh, no, 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 no. There's no way. You need to look at all this stuff that you need to put right here. And I do that. And we can't even get around for me to even just have a grand opening. I want to have a, a, a small, you know, like a, like a, you know, like a little nice small opening for him for the first day. And I, I would grace for the whole week. And then he can go through and if I mess up something, just tell me that. Walk me through. Boom, boom, boom. Okay, we changed that. No, it's just no. no. I'm, I'm fully invested at this point. I mean, I'm fully invested. I'm, I've am i been putting this thing on the Internet, you know, and I'm, I'm, I look like a jerk, man. You know what I mean? It's just it, it's a lot going into that. And all you want to do is make great barbecue for people. So where, what's the status now? What are you What are you doing for uh, for work? Are you able to do anything? No, 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 man. I'm just I'm just here right now. I'm on unemployment. You know how that goes. Yeah. So the state has caused you to be unemployed. You're a man willing to work, willing to serve the public, great barbecue, and you can't. So that's that's where we are right now. Right. And I'm stuck right now, just getting paperwork and trying to get all the little odds in to be just perfect the hopes that he's going to grace me through this. And then, you know, then after he, he looks at this and then hopefully we, we get a chance to be open. But, but like I said, we still have to go through the process. That was Lance Gardner from Azu Barbecue in Alamogordo. Here's a quick message of inspiration from former President Trump. If I give you one message to hold in your hearts today, it's this. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference. The more that a broken system tells you that you're wrong, the more certain you should be that you must keep pushing ahead. You must keep pushing forward. The Republican Party of New Mexico is more active than I've ever seen in the 20 years I've lived here. If you'd like to get involved, check out the website at www.gopnm.org. The party also has a Facebook page and a Twitter account. The handle is at New Mexico GOP. If you'd like to talk to somebody, call Republican Party headquarters in Albuquerque at 505-298-3662. That's 505-298-3662. For Steve Pierce, I'm Derek Underhill. We'll look forward to meeting with you again next week right here on Inside New Mexico.